You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. Our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. We do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Hey, welcome to Hello Francis. Um, I'm Chantel Dedicky. I'm your host. I'm here with my team. I'm so excited with the Francis Roy team, uh, Greg and Hillary and Janae. And I will tell you, we got some hot energy this morning. We're, we had a great day yesterday. Everybody, I think, has been, we've already had a really good conversation. And we want to talk to you guys, our listeners, and talk amongst ourselves, too, about the naysayer. And this has been coming up a lot. And I, I think because we create so much, not just in this space, but in our personal lives too. I mean, when you're a creative person, you're constantly looking for an outlet. Um, We create so much and everyone has an opinion about what an individual creates. And I think we all have our own opinions about this as well, but I want to set the tone. So Teddy Roosevelt wrote the, uh, The Man in the Arena, which is so fantastic. And um, Dr. Brené Brown kind of modernized it a little bit and brought it to uh, the forefront of the millennial generation. And we all kind of like, you know, scream it like a battle cry, uh, which is great. But I'll read a little bit of it. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the uh, in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who who becomes short again and again, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, which is, and it goes on a little bit more, but I think Dr. Brown says, if you're not in the arena getting your ass kicked, I don't want to hear from you. We want to talk about the naysayer today, sometimes our favorite person. (laughs) How are you guys? Good. That's very good this morning. Piped up. <laughs> I know. We're like, hi. Yesterday, our team was out with the Florida, the, the Northwest Florida chapter of FPRA. That's the Flo- uh, Florida Public Relations Association. I'm having a lit. I just like a developed a lisp overnight, so that's exciting. It's all the speaking. I know. <laughs> My brain's like, ha. Ah. But uh, so we did that as a team yesterday, and that's just got us hype, I think, about our podcast and the energy that we're able to develop together. But it also, like anytime we put ourselves out there, there are some naysayers. And I think we feel that too with with what we create. I mean, we're just gonna dive in. If, uh, have we all experienced naysayers? And and we'll talk about what's the difference between naysayer and, and the constructive criticism, but. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. yes. We have all. <laughs> I think we collectively were like, yes, in unison. Yes, and the church said, <laughs> amen. <laughs> um, every day, right? Every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's tough. It's a tough discussion because sometimes the naysayer can be someone who's very close to us and the realization that we all have goals, not just people on our team, but everybody has goals. And sometimes the people that you expect to support your goals are not very supportive. Where does that come from? I think the issue with naysayers is a lot of the times it's an issue with themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I one time read that, you know, anybody who's doing anything, they're not going to they're not going to worry about the people doing nothing, but the people doing nothing 
is going to worry about the people doing something. Right. Uh, it's that premise of if someone's doing more than you, they're not going to criticize you. Exactly. We talk about that a lot. Yeah, we uh, we do talk about that a lot. And um, a lot of the times I see that it's usually a problem with the naysayer themselves. Uh, it could be from a bundle of insecurity that they feel like that they're not in a position to do what you're doing, even though the absolute opposite is true. They're going to speak out against you, essentially, because... Or against your idea. Or against your idea. And Gregory has a lot of ideas. <laughs> and we try yes. it, we try really hard to not be the naysayer, you know, I, I think. But, but there is a difference between offering valuable feedback mm-hmm. and just being like, well, I think that idea sucks and, you know, or it's not going to work because of blah, 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 blah. Right, right. Exactly. There is a difference between constructive criticism and the naysayer. I've I've dealt with a few naysayers, like in my side jobs with or my gigs with uh, my business and writing my book, and of course I see it in a lot of client work that we do as well. But um, usually, it sometimes it even comes to people closest to you that mm-hmm. you would never expect. But there is, uh, I feel like you also need the person that you trust who can give you constructive crit- uh, criticism, uh, especially with my business. I have this uh, one man that. He works in the same industry as I do, and uh, but in different areas. And I just have all these crazy ideas all the time. And I know that you guys sitting here, you we know, dude. Yeah, I, you're usually yeah. the first to hear about them. <laughs> usually, you just roll your eyes like, okay, another one. Here we're we the go. naysayer. <laughs> we're the naysayer. No, we we'll no, work no. harder. We'll work. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not um, um, criticizing you guys or anything for that. Um, I love, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I have this guy that I trust that I usually go to, and he would usually tell me the flaws of my ideas because I think they're perfect all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say, hey, I think this is really good. I think I really have something going on here. And essentially, his sometimes his response would be, your idea is stupid, and I'm going to tell you why. But the I'm going to tell <laughs> you why flips from being the naysayer to the constructive critic, right? right. And, Correct. And we need the constructive critic, I think, for our work to really reach its fullest potential. We know that if we are, um, you know, working on uh, an idea and it's kind of in this, you know, in our brain and we're think tanking and all of that, having the outside criticism that's constructive really helps us push that forward. It helps. I mean, we go, that's a natural process for us, I think, through the review. Uh, the review and everything but the naysayer it's a totally different kind of individual and I mean how do we work through that you know when it's just like oh I don't think that's a good idea or I hate this idea or that's not that's not going to work but there's nothing that comes after that I think it's awesome it has um, something to do too is you when you're bringing your idea to the table or you're creating something it's making sure that your expectation isn't like watching your expectation for not relying too heavily on that other person's opinion to necessarily drive you Mm. and like because that can be soul crushing it can be soul crushing and sometimes if your expectation is too high and someone goes oh that's good and you overthink it and you what you wanted was that was an amazing idea and that's not what comes of it don't think that that's still not an amazing idea that just may be how they react to you know a situation well I, i like that hill because it is adjusting our expectation i'm not looking for your agreement Right. I'm looking yes. for your support. Yes. That Those are two completely different things. Mm-hmm. I mean, and 
you know, self-validation is so important. Mm-hmm. I think when you reach out and you are sharing an idea with someone or you've, like in Janae's case, and you're like, I illustrated this. I'm sharing that with you. Can't You know, I'm writing this. I'm sharing that with you. It's very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It's very vulnerable. And as the person who is providing the outs, you know, something that is requiring either validation or feedback or something, you're asking, you're like exposing yourself so the trust, to me, if that person's just soul crushing, it breaks trust. It does break trust. And I will say, I will say too, I feel like a lot of constructive criticism I've received that's different than a naysayer is naysayer is purely negativity. Mm-hmm. Someone that gives constructive criticism, they always find something about my idea or what I've created that they do like. And then they suggest it's not a this is just crap. Mm-hmm. They guide, which is a differentiation to me. I and, agree. And constructive criticisms can also help you build your idea. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like I don't like this part about your idea, and that kind of gets your brain working a little bit more. Like kind of little selective process. Like, okay, so what if we tried this? And then when they totally flip, they're like, oh. But I like that. That is how constructive criticizers can actually build your uh, idea that you originally had. Whereas naysayers, they would just try to outright put down your idea, like in the very beginning. So you need the you need the constructive criticism. Obviously, we yeah. need that. The feedback. I like feedback better than criticize because I feel even like the word criticize, even you have to marry it with the word constructive in order for it to feel good. <laughs> I think feedback is more, ac- I mean, accurate anyway. Mm-hmm. Feedback sounds more smoother and criticizing just kind of feels sharp like a knife almost, just like it's a sharp. <laughs> um. <laughs> so there's this premise too, and I, I think about this a lot, that the naysayer is, is kind of, they have fears and they're trying to pass their fears on to you, mm-hmm. you know, that that they have insecurities about their own work or not that every naysayer is trying to bring you down or, you know, pull you down or whatever, but we have to be really careful to not absorb another person's fears when you're in the arena doing the shit, you know? I mean, and that's huge to me. And it's easier than ever to be a naysayer because of social media. Oh God, everybody's yeah. naysayer. Yeah. I mean, you can just, it's just easy. You don't have to have a why. You can just be like, you suck, this sucks. And then you get to walk away, you know? It's just, and it makes it tough. Which which is uh, also very strange to me, too, because I feel like with a lot of self-starters and a lot of people who uh, break to that, I think a lot of it's centered around fear. And I just feel like, for me, the barrier of fear between posting something negative online and actually attempting to even look in, into trying to start something is just as thin. That barrier of fear is actually very paper thin. If they had the courage to maybe speak out negatively online, maybe they would have the courage to actually try to start something themselves or at least pursue their own passion. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's that's most of the time that's not usually the case. Uh, I, I just personally find that very strange. Um, whenever I start my own stuff, yeah, I am often surprised how easy it actually is. Because you're just doing it. It's like rip the If you just do it, if you just do it, you know, like your fear just dwindles away. But, you know, but for me, it's even more scary, like posting something negative online if I if, if I even have to thought about it, because, um, you know, I'm not going to lie. I have thought about stuff like that. Just like I won't post something negative. But, you know, oftentimes I stop myself because I'm afraid of like I don't want to look like 
that person. Well, because you're normal. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like trolls online, to me, it's like they're the ultimate naysayer. <laughs> There's some crazy statistic out there. Don't quote me on this. It's like 98% of people who have a political opinion on Facebook don't actually vote. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. I, that's that's nuts, and we're coming up on voting season. Oh yeah. gosh, that makes me angry. Just so I get that out there. <laughs> well, and I kind of say like, it's not like I never ask the question who you voted for, but I will ask the question like, did you vote? Yeah. And if they're like, no, I'm like, well, I'm just not going to have this conversation with you. That's maybe a shitty way to be, but I feel like that's where your voice is heard. Like that's action. If you're just gonna be responding to other people's ideas or other people's thoughts or, or their opinions or, or, or whatever and not put that into action where it counts like that counts like get out of your gym jams and go to the library and vote mm-hmm. there's like one in you can every- go in your gym jams <laughs> you can go in your gym jams you go in your gym jams <laughs> I'm pretty sure they won't turn you <laughs> that's a good marketing campaign for voting like you can go in your gym jams uh, no it's not you can vote from home yeah, well, yeah, you can vote yeah. at home. You can mm-hmm. vote ahead of time. But it's like that's where that takes place. Yeah. And, you know, some people are just now you just see they just want to be the naysayer fueling it for whatever reason. You know, there was. So how do we respond to negative comments or, or negative feedback? That's just not constructive. There's some really good stuff here. I've done this a lot. I've, I've switched up careers or I've come up. I think when we first started the agency, people thought I, this is just what I was doing until I found a real job, uh, which was tough. And, or, you know, oh, is this going to work? I had tried several things before that. I had this, like, small little, like, idea, like, 20 years ago. It was, like, where I was going to print um, holiday cards, and then I realized I had no design talent, so that was a horrible <laughs> failure. And then I've tried, like, all kinds of just, like, entrepreneurial things that didn't really take off. And so I think it was really easy for some people close to me to be like, mm, you know, let's just see what happens here. It's okay to try a lot and to fail at it and then just be like, this is my time. You know, I'm older now. I'm older. I've learned a lot. Like, this is my time. And I just don't, it's not that I don't care that people don't think I can do it. But it is also that I don't care that people think that I can't do it. Well, and if you... And if you did care too much, you wouldn't have started it. Or you wouldn't have, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, if you overthought it too much, at what point do you just start? Yeah, if you needed other people to tell you it was okay, you probably wouldn't wouldn't have been so driven. No, and I I think it's also the difference between a support and agreement. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really lucky, and my husband's very supportive. And, you know, he doesn't always agree. And you guys all know that. He... We rarely agree on the same direction, which is so He's nice. A tough one. Yeah, <laughs> which is so nice to me though, because that that difference, yes. having someone who is willing to provide me with constructive support, like yes. you know, support, and he knows I don't. I'm not looking for a yes from him. Mm-hmm. So support, and I love this example. If someone asks, "Isn't it a bit crazy to make changes at this point in your career?" First of all. Yes. And you can say back, I would be crazy if I didn't take the opportunity to do something more fulfilling. Yeah. So it isn't like a, you know, go to hell, I don't care what you think, but it is a redirection of this positivity. What we're asking for is support. We're not asking for validation. No. When we share an idea and it's it's very vulnerable place. Did you ever was there a time when in your career that it went from less looking for validation to more like in yourself? 
Well, I, I'm really lucky in that my family was always like, you could do whatever you yeah. want. You know, my grandparents, Francis and Roy, are very like... Even now, like, I can call my papa, Roy, and be like, hey, what do you think about this? He goes, girl, you can do anything. You know, that support is great. He doesn't always know what idea, Mm -hmm. but I think having that foundation has really helped me. But do I um, sometimes get defeated still now? Yeah, a lot. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's very human. I want to try, like, new things almost every single day, which is nuts. But if you're up all the time, then you can't appreciate your mm. ups. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you have to kind of have... You have to have the little downs, knocked down a little bit. And then you can appreciate mm-hmm. the ups more. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a good point. But no, I mean, I don't think that there was a shift necessarily. Yeah. It's just more like internalizing it deliberately or uh, relying on my intuition, which I think is very important. Um, something I work on, my introverted intuition, is I deliberately work on that. And that is where I find um, internal validation, frankly. Like, what, you know, what do I think about this idea? Like, I'm the one who's going to do it, so therefore I'm the most important buy-in. Yeah. You know, before it becomes something else and I require more people. So what do I think? If this Mm -hmm. is something I want to put 100% of my passion behind, I need support. I don't, I don't need everybody to be okay with it. Right. And I'm not sure if that was like a, a shift that ever happened or, but within the last five years, I would think that it's that the introverted intuition I've been deliberately working right. on that. Yeah. Right. That's hard for an extrovert, by the way. Well, being extro- an extroverting, extroverted sensing. <laughs> Hill, are you feeling all the things? Sensing. <laughs> I can say that I, I constantly work on the balance between no Hill, you know what? push forward with that idea anyway Mm -hmm. because a lot of times I'm constantly high sensing and I'm reading people overly reading people and I'm like well they did they kind of look down did they not like that okay no it sucks like and I need to work on I definitely am changing that mindset and being more comfortable what I bring to the table personally. Well, it's the the comfort level, I think, in sharing your passion and your enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, don't be afraid to do that, even yeah. if someone does not mirror your passion and your enthusiasm. Yeah. For right. whatever that is. And a lot of it is based on passion, to just like centered around it, whether that is writing a book or starting a business or starting a new product. A lot of the ideas I have are really product-based and um, I think what really matters is determining who to listen to you need to also decide like who your target audience is going to be and a lot of the naysayers sometimes can actually be from outside your target audience so So, then does it matter so it doesn't matter Mm. Um, that's a really good point Mm -hmm. right like for example like with my business um, you know it was one time criticized by an older woman who you know but most of my customers are men like younger men not a middle-aged woman who works real estate and she's like oh i don't really support what you do is like well that's fine because you're not who i'm trying to impress essentially and also i feel like uh if your ideas i mean if they're centered around what you're passionate about and what you want to do or what you want to offer uh, an important thought that i usually have with myself is that um you yourself or i or it you're not special 
So you're not so unique to where the idea that you have that because likely if you have this idea, you're going to want to use it yourself. So if you want to use it, chances are a good amount of people want to use it too. Mm -hmm. If I want to write this, I I want to read it. Chances are a good deal of people going to re- want to read that too. I think it's very interesting. I was going to say, is Gregory a motivational speaker? I don't know. I really <laughs> loved all of them. Well, what is that? Well, so, <laughs> well, so, with all the ideas I've been having, want to fabricate new stuff for my company and all that too. It's just like because I want to use these things. Yeah. I see a gap in the market where like, well, I want this. Why isn't this being offered right now? Yeah. And but I think it's a hum- it's a humility check yeah. to be able to say, well, just because I have this idea, there's really nothing unique about me. I'm just a person who would use this. Mm-hmm. So I need to bring it forth, which is so true. Yeah. It is so right. True. It's so flipping true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, don't, don't be afraid. I mean, you may have some trouble in the beginning finding those people who want to read your book, use your product, or, you know, use your services or whatever that idea, but they are out there. Yeah. And They're uh, out there because you're out there. They're out there, right. yes. But mm-hmm. sometimes... And there's a lot of people out there with a lot of different... Right. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, if you like it, chances are someone else is going to, too. It's just, unfortunately, the naysayers are faster to mm-hmm. speaking about your idea. There's a lot of them, I feel like. There's a lot of, there's a lot of them, and they're quicker on the keyboard. So, Because <laughs> you're busy creating yeah, your busy. stuff. <laughs> that sound was me, like, pounding on my leg. <laughs> and naysayers don't take time to think, to give you, like, they're just saying any nasty thing they can to you. Constructive criticism takes a minute of thought because you're trying to provide them with a better solution or whatever. So maybe our message to the naysayer is we need more stuff, so please bottle that energy and create. (laughs) Please. We we just, like, need more ideas. Like, you know, well, and we've talked about this, too. So my biggest gripe, I think, locally are the people who complain about what we don't have in our town. Mm -hmm. Yes. I detest that and I feel like they're like oh do we need another chicken place well Zaxby's just came in they're like really I'm like well you know Chick-fil-A has a line to the high school so somebody looked at that and thought let's give these people yes. more chicken my husband right. wants another chicken place <laughs> when it opened people camped out overnight at Chick-fil-A Yes. They were getting free chicken for a year or something like that, the first 50. But they're like, oh, (laughs) why can't we have this? Why can't we? Because, friend, you don't, no one's creating it. Everybody's talking about what we don't have. And they're not taking the time to, you know, own a franchise, Um, you know, find an investor, bring your ideas, you know, you want to blah, 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 then create it because somebody's going to have to. So if you're if your only role in that is to be the complainer, like I mean, that's where I think is a struggle for me. Capital can always be asked for. Just uh, <laughs> Gregory's take on that. Just ask for the Just money. If your if your community wants it so bad, reach out to those people, band together, and create the capital or gather the capital yeah. to make it happen. Get your resources right. together. And yeah. I think it's also very hard in this town because, you know, if people are very stingy about what they want in the town too, and there's not a whole lot of space in this area. Mm. There's not a whole lot of land. It's very scarce. We have the reservation north of us. You know, past that reservation, you're getting around the Crestview area. Yeah. The bar- oh, border. So it's very hard for someone opening something brick and mortar to... It was hard for us when we found yeah. this space. Right. It's... Very. It's very difficult, and likely the people who are saying, "Do we really need another Chick Fil A place?" They're probably they probably ate chicken that day. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, guaranteed. That Chick-fil-A or Danny's, like, you know it. <laughs> so Danny, Zach. I mean, we do have a lot of chicken because apparently we're a chicken eating community, but it's... That's right. what we got. Like, People are doing that. Um, but so closing up here, guys, what our response to the naysayer? So, Janae, what do you say to someone when you're showing your, your art and are you asking if they like it or you're asking yeah, for feedback? I'm almost, yeah, I'm always asking if they like it because mm. I want them to love it. Yes. So if they, I mean, but honestly, when they're coming to me, they already like it. Because obviously they're coming to me. Yeah, the style. They're it's there. They're, they're it's already attract- there. Yeah. So all the changes have been minimum and only have made my art better. So that has been good. Mm. Um, so I don't have too many naysayers because if you find me, you like me. If yes. you're contacting me, yeah. you're already liking From me. From your design, your, your yes. own design business. I think that's a really good point. Hill, what do you say to the naysayer? Well, I say... This is more so just advice to how to handle, but I would say you've just got to believe in yourself and stop overthinking other people's opinions. Mm. And Brene Brown also said something along the lines to do with worth and your self-worth is not negotiable and it's not, it can't be validated from other people. Mm. That's so true. It's really good, actually. And if we put our value in others all the time, we're probably never going to get what we want. Yeah. Um, our very first podcast uh, guest, Ellen May, mm-hmm. um, she is someone that I go to a lot for constructive critique, and she has mentored me on providing validation for others as well. And she said, and I feel like this is so strong, let people know that you will never be enough for them. Mm-hmm. That they must learn to self-validate because that is the strongest form of validation. And if they seek it in you, you are not enough human to provide them with the level that they that they're looking for. That no one person or two people or three people can ever do that. And I just felt like that. I mean, I know, right? It hits me hard. Yeah. I know. Well, I'm so thinking strong. of my, my little boy. Just I feel like yeah. everything to him. So yeah. Like, no, I, I know. We're somehow, gonna yeah. <laughs> I need to somehow, you know, teach, teach him, him. Teach him that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean, and people go. They go and come and and you have to be the constant. You have to be the constant for yourself. Gregory, I am almost afraid to ask this because I feel like you have so many <laughs> great insights. So it'll be like another 30 minute. But what do you say to the naysayer? What do you say to the person who picks up your book, reads it, and was like, eh? This is going to sound weird at first, but uh, I have not had that experience yet with my book anyway. Mm. My business, on the other hand, um, a lot of the naysayers I get are actually, you know, I get that I get that naysaying verbally, actually, most of the time. Mm. Um I have not had like a negative comment or anything like that yet online. Knock on, (laughs) no, I mean, not really knock on wood. It's going to happen. Mm. Um, So expect the naysayer. Expect the naysayer. If you do anything worthwhile, there's going to be people that speak out. But what I would, uh, if they're not in my target audience, if they don't provide any constructive feedback, I don't say anything. I just keep doing what I'm doing. Mm, I love that. That reminds me of something that I read once where it's like, you know the person that's leading the pack because they got arrows in their back. Mm. (laughs) And... I think you just have to keep kind of pushing through that. That is, that. But it is so tough. It is very tough. It is yeah. so tough. But at but the end of the support, day. Support, right? Support is important, but also at the end of the day, keep doing what you believe in. Because mm-hmm. that action alone is going to speak a lot louder than that negative comment ever will. I think oh, that's good. I think it's a good one to wrap on. Yeah. Yep. I love that. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we're excited to hear what everyone has to say about the naysayer. I would love to see a really active social conversation about this on our platforms and we'll answer questions. We want to hear feedback. What motivates you? What keeps you guys going? How do you self-validate? All four of us have a different perspective and we support each other uh, because of that. But we'd love to hear what you have to say. So hit subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you for all of the new subscribers that we picked up yesterday. We're so excited and we're ready for the next episode. If you have questions for us, email us hello at francisroy.com. I think we all see that. And then follow us and we have more episodes on the horizon. We'll see you next. We'll see you. That's not right. We're here next Monday. (laughs) See y'all then. Bye.